Hey everybody, hi, welcome. It's time for Atomic Radio Hour episode two, Atomic Radio Hour episode 246. Hi, how are you? Hello. You're looking fantastic as usual. Hope you're well. I've had a very long, tiring week, as you can probably hear from my speech patterns. Two things I want to talk about. A fun piece of lore, again, thrown it back to almost five years ago when I started the show with my friend, uh, picking up some older lore stuff, going back and redoing it, updating it, and now we're here. First off, what I really want to talk about is everything currently going on between Microsoft, Activision, Blizzard, and Sony, um, which I know might seem like a weird connection of people, but uh, hear me out. So this comes from, and I talked about this last week, but if you remember last week's episode, if you were here, I totally biffed it, and again, I'm really sorry about that, but this is what I wanted to talk about. This is, comes from Rhino the Bouncer on Twitter. Kyle sent me this. Redfall was in development for PS5, but was canceled after the Microsoft acquisition, confirms Arcane director Harvey Smith. He says, we were acquired by Microsoft, and it was a change with a capital C. They came in and said, no PS5. We're focusing on Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. Then, Kyle also sent me this thing from ZubiTech, at ZubiTech on Twitter. So far, Microsoft has bought and canceled five PS5 versions. Psychonauts 2, Starfield, Redfall, Elder Scrolls 6, and Indiana Jones, most likely. And these are all things that are being said because Sony uh, is claiming that now that Activision Blizzard is being bought by Microsoft, that... They're going to say, hey, you said Elder Scrolls, which is a huge game, was going to come out on our console. Now it's not. Psychonauts was supposed to come out on PS5. And it did to an extent, if I remember correctly. If you were a Patreon backer and you backed it, you got it on PS5. I could be wrong with that. Redfall apparently was in development to be on the PS5 and just isn't now. And it's a Microsoft exclusive. So you're either going to play it on PC or you're going to play it on an Xbox. And, as we all know, Starfield. And I'm waiting to just see something about Star. I bought an Xbox to play Starfield and to play Elder Scrolls and to play Fallout. And I don't remember hearing that Elder Scrolls was going to be an exclusive to Xbox, to PC, to Microsoft. I don't remember hearing that. I, I That's new to me. I think it's silly for them to do that. I get why they're doing it because that's at, Elder Scrolls is bigger than Halo. And that's going to sell a console faster than... I also wouldn't be surprised if they make the game and then a year later, six months later, eight months later, you see Elder Scrolls on PlayStation. That wouldn't surprise me, like, at all. But now you have this thing that Sony is saying, hey, we think that this is, like, the beginning of a monopoly, and if they said they're going to do that, they could certainly do that and take away Call of Duty from us. And if they take away Call of Duty from us, then we don't have one of the biggest sellers on our platform. People are buying place. There's a, there's a, I, it's a casual crowd of people who play video games that they buy the Maddens and the Fifas and the shows, the, the, the baseball games. They buy uh, Call of Duties every year. And Microsoft recently signed that agreement with Nintendo that over the next 10 years, they want to bring Call of Duty games to the, to, to Nintendo platforms. I don't think it specifies Switch. Which I believe I said last time I tried recording this. That's why I think Nintendo is going to come out with a new home console. And I wouldn't be surprised if the new home console they come out with is Switch compatible in the beginning. Like I have a feeling the next console they're going to go for is 
I really think it's going to be something beefy. Like, I think it's going to be something more on the more powerful side, and you're going to be able to sit down at home with it. But I also think that they're going to just make it a switch their handheld. So you could buy a $400 or $300 handheld, or you can buy like a $600 home gaming console. And I have just this weird feeling, it's probably wrong, but I have this weird feeling that the next Nintendo console is going to finally get to like the realm of the 360 and the PS3. Like it's going to finally, they're going to finally enter that era because a lot of the PS there, I'm sorry, a lot of like the most recent Nintendo stuff just feels like they're trying to give the super Nintendo a home screen. They're trying to add, they're trying to give the GameCube like true online support. Like that's just to me what it feels like. I'm playing my switch a lot more and it feels great. Uh, I'm actually getting use out of it and playing Stardew to like the point where I pass out, where I'm like, I can, I'm laying in bed looking up and I can feel like my arms twitch out and I'm like ready to fall over. Uh, like it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting there for me finally. And I have a feeling that this could be Nintendo trying to play with the big boys and saying, well, hey, if people are still buying consoles, but Nintendo's always 10 years behind and 10 years of the future at the same time. So maybe this is them saying, all right, now we're going to have a powerful at home console and people are going to buy it and they're just going to be Call of Duty on it. Maybe they'll fix their servers and maybe they'll do everything they need to do. Who knows? But I think, and this is my opinion, and I've been saying this for a few years now, uh, I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, we're not going to take away Call of Duty from you, but we want to put Game Pass on PlayStation. I really think we're going to get to a point where there's going to be some sort of Game Pass on PlayStation. And they're going to say, you don't need PlayStation Plus to play online with it. You're paying for this Game Pass. You can play these Game Pass games online. Here's a bunch of games you could download, and it'll cycle through. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put an Elder Scrolls on there. I, I really don't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this is how you do it. And they'll say, yeah, we're not going to make it if you do this. Like, they probably can't say it in so many words, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the roundabout way that they're doing it. I don't think they'll ever take this away from Sony. I feel like Sony... Sony's going to... They're trying to combat it and say, like, this is happening. It's a monopoly. I wonder how bad monopolies are in Japan. I wonder if there's, like, anti-monopoly laws like there are supposed to be in the States. Um, you you have one company that has 50 different companies that all own different shit. And you feel like, oh, I'm buying from a different company. But you're really buying it from one person. Like, it's really hard to not buy Nestle stuff because the guy who owns Nestle thinks that fresh water isn't a human right and it should be bought and he's just buying up springs around the world. So, like, people don't buy Nestle, but it's hard when it's Nestle products are by 90 different names. So I wonder if Japan just doesn't have this problem. I wonder if Japan has better commerce laws of just these people get to have this. And maybe this is just Sony being like, whoa, 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 stop. Because they're not used to it. Or if it's genuinely Monopoly. It feels like a Monopoly. It feels like there's going to be, I've been saying it for a while. It feels like there's going to be three studios. And it's going to be, it feels like there's going to be three major studios, which there really is three major studios. And then there's, it's like the like the main, main boys, then the AAAs, and then everything else. But I really feel like it's going to get down to it's just this company is owned by Microsoft. This company is owned by Sony. This company is owned by Nintendo. And here's a couple other companies. And they might work with everybody, but they favor one over the other. Because for years, Bethesda favored Microsoft over Sony. I believe it's... No, with all the Fallout DLC, it came straight... At least for... 3, it came to 360 before it came to PS3. So they favored one, 
and then they got bought out by him. So it's uh, it's bleak. I don't want to doom, but it's bleak. It just doesn't seem like something that I think is going to be sustainable. I don't think it's going to last. I think something's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a partial uh, acquisition. Microsoft has already made the money back that they spent to buy it. So who knows? Don't cut that out, you fucking idiot. So that's that's it. That's all I really have to say on that. It's just it's it sucks that it just comes down to this, and and it feels like it's kind of bringing out console war BS from two generations ago. It kind of feels like it's like oh well, you know, Microsoft. Like I think that's what they're kind of going for because everybody I know that plays video games wants to play something on a Sony platform. Not really an Xbox platform, unless they're like, yeah, I buy a couple things, I check in, I check out. But don't get me wrong, if you're playing on Xbox, good on you. I don't, I'm, I don't have a, a bias one way or the other. Every console that's that Microsoft has made since the 360 has been great hardware because they remember how badly the Red Ring of Death is. Sony makes great stuff too. If you're the goal is to play a video game, I don't give a damn what you play on. But all this being said, I'd like to know what you think in the comments. Please let me know or join the Discord. There's a link in the description below. Follow me on Twitter and shoot me a, a, a tweet and tell me what you think about all this. Because it's just, just let us play the games, man. That's what it comes down to. We, we want to give you money. So let, let, me, let me give you my money. So before I get into the lore, I have to thank some people real quick. And uh, the people I have to thank are the Patreon. And because of you guys... Uh, I can continue, I can, can, I can continue to do this. I actually bought a piece of equipment recently. I've had a very hard week, uh, so I didn't get to really play with it, but it's a piece of equipment that could help me upgrade the show a little bit. It could help me do some other fun stuff. I don't want to get too into it. I kind of just want to spring it and be like, here you go. Look how cool this is in a way. So I have to thank some people. Starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Mar after Danny, it's Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Again, thank you because of you guys. The show continues to grow and get bigger and better and stronger and harder and faster. And I love you. Thank you. So what I'm doing is, um, I like I said, I had, a, I had an awful week. Just a bad week. Just a no good, miserable, lousy, nothing nice to say about it kind of week. And I forgot to ask a question for the lore on both Patreon and Discord, YouTube, anything. I just forgot. I'll be blunt with you. I forgot. So I went back and I said, let me see the first like 10 episodes that I've ever done of Atomic Radio Hour. And this is episode 246. I'm almost at 250. I'm almost at five years of doing this show. And a lot of the stuff from the first like 50 some odd episodes don't have video. And I don't remember when we actually started uploading lore clips and not just the podcast. So I'm going back and I'm checking to see if I've uploaded what I've done with it. And one that I really, really liked just from looking through is uh, early on, I did the lore on General Atomics. So if you want to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever, join the Patreon. Even at the $1 tier, the cheapest tier, you will have the chance to be put into a poll of what you want to hear when I ask a question. If you're in the $10 tier, you can listen to the episodes be recorded live in the Discord. But also, sometimes I ask a question there or just leave a YouTube comment. And if you want to hear something, I might pick that for the week. Now, like I said, this lore I picked myself, it's from almost five years ago. And this week's lore is on General Atomics. Now, sometimes when I go to look up lore... 
Uh, I'll just type in the lore itself, and I won't type in, like, Fallout Wiki. By the way, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. So General Atomics is, like, a real-ass thing now. Like, it's 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 obviously based on, like, General Electric, the real-world equivalent, and this is a company that makes atomic-powered automatons and other softwares and what have you and, and hardwares. But I'll just type in general atomics and it brought me to a real ass website and there's like three offices in my state that are like not far from me whatsoever and i was i couldn't believe it was a real thing but anyway general atomics international one of the most prominent manufacturings of in industrial robots worldwide in the fallout universe it's a pre-war company specializing in energy weapons software and robotics in the year 2037 one of the first companies to bring modern robots to the market, to bring commercial robots to the market. The idea of robots in the homes are there in 2037. It, it, there's the idea of robots who are even automating things more and more. In the beginning, one of the trailers, it's I believe in the opening of Fallout 4, they show a Mr. Handy cutting, uh, trimming the hedges. When you start the game, there's a Mr. Handy just, ch- just chilling in your house, Cog- Cogsworth. And then in Fallout 3, if you get the Megaton home, he's there as well. These are things, these are objects that have a not sentience, but not not sentience, and they're tools, but you can have a conversation with them. And General Atomics is behind it. The first of their inventions is the Mr. Handy. And it was used for just general construction and maintenance. It was very rudimentary what they had. It had a rugged, reliable, organized design. There should be a picture on screen somewhere of, like, the original sketch of what Mr. Handy's look like. They're way more boxy, uh, a little more cylindrical. They originally had six arms. They serve a purpose. In, In 2039, there was a major hardware update and fixed bugs causing multiple arms being used at once like i said they had six arms so all of these arms would be moving and they wouldn't really know what to do with each other Uh, i imagine it doesn't go into super depth or say really anything about it but i imagine these arms would clash together and clank together maybe a spring would fly loose one arm could only be used and maybe sometimes one arm would override the other arm and what have you at first they were widely used in the u.s and mexico but like i said they do go worldwide they were used very heavily in Mexico after the uh, earthquake there was a there was a huge earthquake that affected Mexico in 2042 and i'm assuming that they use these mr handies to clean up they use them to pick up debris and save people from buildings because you could send a robot and why not send a robot instead of a real person who could die trying to save others even though it was widely successful, its entire design was very much based in the 2030s. I think it's interesting to say that it's based in 2030s design. And the, the document uh, that, that says it was based in 2030s design comes from Chris Taylor. Uh, it was also in Fallout Tactics, but it's weird where Fallout Tactics is or is not canon. During the 10th anniversary of Fallout in 2007, he released it onto the No Mutants Allowed uh, forum the the it was a fallout hub i believe the website is nma-fallout.com i believe that's the address they've been around forever they hate the modern stuff which sucks but 
I even saw like the Wayback Machine posting of it. And I just think it's interesting to say that it's 2030s because it's so Art Deco. Like it's so much of that 20s design and it doesn't really change because the 20s design stood around for such a long time. That 20s, 30s design stood around for such a long time. It had a compact computer brain. Uh, it was incapable of computing or completing any sort of complex tax task that didn't take more advanced programming. So it was very much a pick up thing, put thing elsewhere. Where now you could say, hey, Cogsworth, feed the baby. And when you're done feeding the baby, make me a uh, pot of coffee. By the 2070s, General Atomics enters a partnership with Robco Industries to maintain market share. Because if anything is dictating anything in this this world, this Fallout universe... It's money. Because of their their partnership with Robco and them being General Atomics, they get more advanced designs and they get cutting-edge neural networks. This made Mr. Handy's, this made all of their products, but Mr. Hand, Mr. Handy especially, more sleek, more ele elegant. They could self-program themselves. So they went from saying, hey, you have to go uh, pick up that rock and put that rock elsewhere or do this, do that, to... Hey, I need you to uh, just take care of me throughout the day. Okay, sir, anything for you. And then it just knew what to do and knew how to ask questions. And then you gave it orders and it would listen to you. And essentially you could have like a friend walking around with you who's like wiping your butt. It went from six arms to three arms. It was cost effective and made for a fantastic servant robot. Sometime prior to 2072, due to this success, the U.S. Army has a three-way partnership in order to create Liberty Prime and a bunch of other militaristic uh, things that they have going on to better their weapons, their technology, their advancements. They also uh, start working on robo-brains in the robotics technology facility RB-2851 in Boston. I feel like if you've played these games, you know that... General Atomics has made these Mr. Handys, and it's their number one selling thing. It's what they're known for. So some of the other ventures that they leapt into to make money with Atomics was Vault Nuclear Reactors, which was backup power, wave particle diverters for laser weapons, uh, and automated robot networks supposed to maintain a facility, facility independently. As this being shown off... Uh, it was a complete disaster. There was a general atomics ga gallery and the director management. There was a, a general atomics gallery, a gallery to show off an entire small town could be self-sufficient. If these Mr. Handys are running it, it totally broke down legally. They needed a human supervisor and he was killed during his time there because of company policy of bribing supervisors into silence it was believed that this is the reason this didn't take the company down. If you have an entire city that can be run self-sufficiently by a bunch of robots, you don't need people. But when the robots don't work and hurt a bunch of people, what do you do? You, you, you silence everybody with money and then you make sure the company keeps going onward. There is a, uh, there's a McDonald's in Denver that just opened recently that is 100% automated. Not a single human works there. It is disgusting. It's just gross. Like, it's scary to think about, but that's where the future is going, baby. This act of paying them off was called immediate an immediate financial settlement. Now, like I said prior, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. There's a few things I'd like to read directly from the wiki today. Some of those being the products, the variants, 
that General Atomics offered to the populace. Mr. Handy was produced by General Atomics International as a housekeeping and defense robot able to help around the house, defend itself and possibly others with a buzzsaw and a flamethrower. Mr. Handy is speech capable, communicating in a polite English accent. Mr. Gutsy. Mr. Gutsy is a modified Type 2 Mr. Handy designed for the military by use of the U.S. Army. He comes with a plasma weapon, a flamethrower, and better armor. And if I remember correctly, it's not stated here, but Mr. Gutsy's still have Mr. Handy plates on them. They were just souped up. And they were done as cheap as possible just to get them to the military. Robobrains. The Robobrain was created by General Atomics International as a military robot for the U.S. that used real organic brains as its processor. Military models are capable of using integrated laser weapons, sonic projection rays, and have human enough manipulator claws to wield submachine guns and rifles. The Robobrain, by the time of the Great War, still experimental with only test runs seen by the general populace and never seeing full-fledged release. Miss Nanny, an alternative to a Mr. Handy model, but is programmed to speak French and English in a French accent. A Mr. Orderly. Unlike Mr. Handy or Mr. Gutsy, it is dedicated to medical procedures and experimental surgery. It is not hard to distinguish it from a Mr. Handy, as it has a white paint job with white and blue arms, each bearing a red border. However, it is the same British butler voice as a Mr. Handy. They were not placed on the market or used by the army, but delivered to Big Mountain Company in Big Mountain. Unlike the later models of the Mr. Handy line, they are capable of a quite eloquent speech and a stereotypical with a stereotypical English accent. They also make the AE-9 laser rifle, nuclear reactors, primarily for the Vault Tech Corporation for use in the vaults, BS-7 transistor radio, the washing machine, the dryer. They have the in-home servant interface software, the direct management server software, and ask form helper system. General Atomics is a huge part. It's a huge conglomerate in this entirety of this world. Uh, and it's mentioned in the Fallout manual from Fallout 1, 76, 3, 4, and the Automatron add-on, as well as Creation Club stuff. But all of the products appear in all the Fallout games. It is a legacy company. It is an integral part to the universe that is Fallout. It's cool. It's really, really dope. It's the... It's... I mean, you can't... Uh, let me Let me show you right here. Hold on a second. Right here, I have a replica. I believe it was a Loot Crate exclusive that I bought from Kyle. I do not remember why Kyle had an extra of an AER-9 laser rifle. It looks exactly like it looks in-game from Fallout 3. The newer ones are a little different. They look cleaner, if anything, but this is a... This is an AER. This is made by General Atomics. I'm trying to see if there's a General Atomics logo anywhere on it. I do not believe that there is. But it's it's a crucial part of the series. It's a crucial part of the entirety of Fallout. Without them, you don't get washing machines. You don't get... Uh, I say it like it's important. You don't get some parts of the vaults. You don't get a vault that is powered. You don't have laser rifles, which I think in the iconography of Fallout are very important, especially the newer ones. I think of a Brotherhood of Steel Knight or Paladin with a laser rifle on a shoulder. I've always wanted a life-size prop. I've always wanted to make one. It's very hard. There's people who have it, and I could get a Dremel and foam and do it that way, but 
it's cool. It's cool to see a company that's supposed to be a play on like General Electric and see how it plays into the real world. It's really all I have for you for this week. This is this week's lore. So like I said, I had a pretty hard week this week. I uh, was going through the process of getting a new job and everything seemed like it was going smooth and calm and collected and it was going to be a nice pay bump and it was going to be holidays off and, you know, a lot of good stuff. And then I told the guy, hey, look, I have three dates this year that I need to take off that I already have prior engagements. It's something that I can't really... And I was through the process, man. I thought I had the job. And it was just like I, I mentioned to him this thing. And thank God I didn't sign anything and what have you. But he was like, okay, well, if you if you need to do that, then we can't hire you. And just like that. And I know it's it's not like, oh, God, you didn't get the job. It's just disappointing because I wasted all that time and effort. You know what I mean? Like I had to buy, I had to buy a, um, a, a, a document from the state. Uh, that I purchased wrong the first time and had to buy it a second time. So, like, that was 20 bucks. Just gone. That was, you know, go out and get a pizza pie, dinner with a friend, maybe go see a movie. Just, you know, which I get it. Like, I, the best investment you can make is in yourself. And I was, I was investing in myself by trying to get a better job and do all the stuff for a better living and what have you. But, you know, things just don't. Things don't always work out. And that's like the thing is like, this isn't real disappointment. Oh, no, I still have a job. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, would have been nice. Everything that was on the table was nice. There's a few things about it that didn't seem great. But hey, that's every job. It's a job. It's not fun. It's a job. But yeah, it's just kind of disappointing. And like today I got the news while I'm at work. And then I just kind of sat there and stewed in my thoughts for a bit. So it's just, you know, it's that it's we're leaving winter and we're heading we're in spring already but we're heading into what feels like spring and i feel like every three to four months it's good to change things are good to move around sometimes it's small changes like you change your diet up sometimes it's good changes like you move you get a new job you start seeing new people you do something differently it just sucks that everything felt like it was moving in one direction just to find out that it wasn't that's just what's been my week so far it's you know and I'm happy that I have a platform like this where I get to vent. I don't even know if anybody listens to this, these these like end segments. Because sometimes I do something like this where I just kind of bitch and moan and complain and piss and whine and whatever. But then sometimes I do something where I have a whole other segment that I want to do. And even if someone listens to this, maybe, I don't know, maybe someone else had a, a bad week and they can empathize and we can sit here and kind of commiserate together. It just sucks. I feel like I was kind of lied to because it was like, yep, 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 no. And the, like I told the dude my days that I needed off and like they're important days to me. One of them's a, a festival. One of them's a big con and another one is Christmas. Um, and like nothing <laughs> like he didn't even say, oh, OK, uh, you know, like you can you, you'll have X amount of vacation days. But like you can just go without pay because I was like down to just go without pay. Honestly, like that's just what I thought the plan was going to be. But no, apparently not. So now I'm here. Still working my same job, which whatever. It, it is what it is. Like, I'm not upset. I'm still employed. I'm not sitting on the couch playing Stardew all day. Not yet. <laughs> but, yeah. How are you guys feeling? How you been? It's that time of year. Things are changing. I can feel that everybody's getting sick one last time before summer comes around. It's going to get nice. I hope you're well. 
Hope you're smiling. I hope you're happy. That's all I really have for you this week. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. You can get his music at silvermansounds.com slash free music. You could find the intro song Feather Duster throw uh, slash Feather Duster at the end of his URL to get it or just on the site. But all of his music is heat. I promise you. You can follow me on Twitter, the show on Twitter, and Kyle on Twitter. There's also the Discord. Join the Discord. Once again, thank you to the Patreon and also a shout out to the Redbubble. You can buy anything to help support the show. I love you very much, and I'll be seeing you next week. I hope you guys are happy and content, not getting lied to or let on. Bye, everybody. Love you. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.